You're listening to BBC Radio 4 Extra, where I've decided now that it's Christmas and it's 1997, and we're going to a town called Spent. But which of the residents are celebrating? Mark Gatiss and Steve Pemberton star in On the Town with a League of Gentlemen. Merry Christmas, Mike. It's like Paddy's Market in here today. We've got loads of leaping, drummers drumming, maids are milking. All for tonight's party. It was Jeff's idea. Twelve days of Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right, lads. That's it. Let's just take five, shall we? In here, are we? No, no, God, no, not in there. That's the reactor room. Whole place could go up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've done my bit. The birds you requested. Oh, I champion. I picked them up from the sanctuary this morning. We're lucky to get them, actually. They're very rare these days. Oh, really? All I have to do is remove the security tags from around their necks. <laughs> Come here, little fellow. <laughs> right, here we go. One quick snap. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Mr. Harris, how do you feel about two French hens? <laughs> We present On the Town with the League of Gentlemen, starring Mr. Mark Gatiss, Mr. Reese Shearsmith, and Mr. Steve Pemberton. Episode 6 God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Trying to get the flats looking nice for Christmas. Now, come on, I don't want you hanging on me apron strings all day. All right, put me down then. <laughs> come on, I want to get you ready for the party tonight. I've told you I'm not going. Oh, please, Barbara. <laughs> the old town's going to be there. I want you to come. <laughs> I've got nothing to work. How could I go to a party dressed in these rags? I'll buy you a new frock. You could pop to the hairdressers for a a shampoo. (laughs) Well, that won't make me a proper woman. (sighs) Well, you may as well have your Christmas present now, then. What's this? Dear Barbara, this voucher entitles you to... Oh, Raj, is this for real? Yeah, one small procedure and you'll be all woman. (laughs) It's the last piece of the jigsaw puzzle. I shall go to the ball. I'll be a little Prince Charming. More like Tinkerbell. (laughs) Right, I'd better get me tights on then. You can't. I've hung them on the fireplace for Santa. This time tomorrow they'll have a great big package in them. Not if I'm wearing them, they won't. (laughs) It's 2pm on Christmas Eve. This is Spend FM and you're listening to Barry Swift. I'm replacing Bernice Woodall after the large lady she interviewed last week threw herself off the top of Oriel House, taking her own life. Yeah, and the Side lives of the eight the people she landed on. <laughs> I don't know why they sacked me. It wasn't my fault. Well, you were a bit hard on her, Miss Woodall. Oh, what do you know about it, Widow Twanky? Just drive, will you? <laughs> so, are you doing anything nice for Christmas, Miss Woodall? No, I am not. Christmas? Getting excited about what might be on the telly only to find it's Moonraker and no bloody Edmonds. <laughs> Nightmare of sprouts and stuffing and stupid relatives whose funerals you wouldn't even go to. 
<laughs> Screaming children running around, breaking the presence in desperate need of a good hiding, but you can't even do that anymore without getting arrested. <laughs> Christmas, do me a favour. Well, I enjoy it. It's supposed to be the season of goodwill to all men. Well, you'll be all right then, won't you, Mr. Woman? <laughs> Drop me off here. Hurry up, Stella, you're keeping Tony waiting. Do you want another mince pie, Tony? No, I won't, thanks, Tony. No, I don't blame you. Right, come on, who's going is it? Do you want a mince pie, Tony? Uh, I think it's Charlie's turn to ask us a question. Right, come on, Charlie, get on with it. Oh, we should have brought his glasses. Hey, I'm not the one that needs glasses, Tony. She's the one that needs glasses. Mm, too right, get married to him. I must have been blind, eh, Tony? <laughs> right, um, yellow, ancient history. Um, Charlie. What is the world's oldest known vegetable? Oh, that is Charlie. <laughs> no, the actual answer is the potato. My go. No, hang on, we haven't answered yet. One, two, three, pink, please. No, cheat. Don't play with him, referee. She said the answer, referee. He just can't stand it because we're winning him. Pink. Yeah. Who is better? Yeah, hang on, hang on. Is this for a little bit of pie? It's cheese. It's pie. It's cheese, Stella. Is it cheese or pie, referee? It's just a normal question, anyway. Well, come on, then. Who is better known as the Little Tramp? Um. Don't you dare, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crimes. I know this one and all. Oh, um. Five, no. four, no, three, up, Stella. two, no, hang on, hang on. The answer is Charlie Chaplin. No, nope, Fatima Whitbread. <laughs> That's orange, you blind bitch. No, well, I haven't got my glasses on, have I? Oh, I thought you didn't need glasses. No, Charlie, she don't need. Come on, Tony, we want to eat two and we got another bit of pie. It's cheese. It's pie. It's his cheese. It's pie. All right, then. For a piece of green pie. Sounds like Stella's cooking, Tony. Oh. He eats enough of it, though, doesn't he, Tony? Judging by the belly, you're in the fat pig. Oh, sure, sure. Come on, if we get this right, we've won him. Right, I'm going to make it hard, then. Oh, have you heard that before? <laughs> oh, he's getting mad now, look, Tony. Look at him, all the blood's rushed to his head. Stella. It's the only place he does rush to these days. All right, all right. Here's your question, then, you stupid slut. Charlie. It's all right, Tony. She knows what she's doing. It's only a game. Yeah, like being married to him, Trivial Pursuits. <laughs> Do you want your question, Stella? Is it for pie? No, it's for me. Tell him yes, referee. Yes. Stella. Do you still love me? Oh, that's too easy, Charlie. Ask me another. Oh, I've had enough of this. No, sit down, you. We haven't won him yet. He wants to ask me another question. Come on, Charlie, why don't you ask me? Ask me! Don't, Stella. All right, I'll ask it myself, then. Stella, have you slept with other men? <laughs> oh, I can't answer that one, Charlie. Why don't you ask Tony? <laughs> he might know the answer to that one. Ask Tony. Five, four, three, two, one, I win. I hate this game. Still play it, though, don't we, Stella? Charlie, get out. <laughs> so, was it him, then? No. Charlie Chaplin? Er, uh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> Christmas job seekers. Merry, Merry Christmas, Polly. Now, as I'm sure you all know, today's a very special day because you've all come to the end of your restart course. Thank God. 
<laughs> I want to thank you all for being so well behaved. I know it's been hard dragging yourselves out of bed at nine in the morning for six weeks, but it was either that or get your benefits stopped. And you all need your beer money, don't you, gents? How would you stagger from one gyro to the next if you weren't mindless drunk every night? You'd probably all kill yourselves. Hey, now, there's a thought. That'd get the unemployment figures down, wouldn't it? <laughs> that was a joke, Ross. Don't crack your face, will you? Now yeah, then... Pauline. What's this, Mickey Love? I brought you a present. <laughs> a present? For me? Yeah. Why? Don't know. I think I like you. Oh, Mickey. What is it? It's a pen. Well, I can see that, but what's this? It's string. You put it round your neck, like a swap shop. <laughs> Excuse me, Pauline, I've got something for you too. What is it, Ross? What have you got me, a lump of poison? No, it's better than that. Come on, spit it out. Don't be so egregious. <laughs> OK, then. I regret to inform you that as of 4pm this afternoon... You are suspended from the employment service, pending further investigation. Get lost. I work for social services too, Pauline. Internal investigations. I've been assessing your working practices over the last few weeks, and frankly, I'm appalled. You are? You work? You don't have to come here if you work, Ross. <laughs> You're finished, Pauline. I shall personally see to it that you never work in the employment service again. I'm afraid I'll have to ask for your pens back. <laughs> no, Ross. Leave me my pens. Please. They're no longer your property. Thank you. <gasps> Traitor. Um, Ross, how many people know about this? Um, well, no one as yet. I choose my own investigations. I see. Grab him, Mickey! <laughs> Stupid pony, let go of me! Shut it, Ross. <laughs> You've got the ink of all these men on your hands. <laughs> and now, you're going to have to pay. <laughs> hey, now I've got time on my hands. I can tidy this place up a bit. All these boxes, what have we got here? Libel suits, death threats. Oh, what's this? Christmas past. <laughs> oh, look at this picture. <laughs> December 25th, 1941. What a sad little girl I was. What have I got there? My Christmas presents. A hapenny and an onion in a sock. <laughs> I must have been good that year. <laughs> I don't get anything now. <laughs> poor, poor Benice. Mind you, look at this tape. I knew how to do a good radio broadcast even then. This is Germany calling. <laughs> Have another sherry, Iris. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Everton. Don't mind if I do. Oh. <laughs> now, look at these. I do love my little soaps. Hotel Continental, In at the Mystic... <laughs> The Dan in Haifa. Do you ever pick up souvenirs of your travels? Well, I once nicked some ladybugs from Primrose Valley, but... Mm. 
just by keeping them in this little basket, it reminds me of all the winter breaks me and Eddie have managed over the years. There's nothing better than boxing down a beach, is there, Iris? I wouldn't know. Of course, it's Christmas. It's mainly for the kids, isn't it? I don't suppose there'll be too many of your brood around on the day. Mrs Leverton. Mind you, prison must be a blessed relief for your kiddies. At least they don't have to spend their yule tired listening to your run half-cut on my booze. I... He's not a cultured man, you must admit, Iris. He looks like a shaved monkey in a Burton suit. <laughs> See him, I think he should be on the telly advertising tea. <laughs> At least my husband's still alive. <gasps> Take that back. Yeah. My husband's alive, unlike some people's I could mention. Iris! Mr. Eddie Leverton, king of the carpet warehouses, bought at one desanctified church too many, didn't he? Iris, don't! Bankrupt, health ruined, dead of an heart attack at 42. You're not playing fair! Pretending he's still down the warehouse when he's been stiff nearly 15 years. <laughs> Foreign holidays? You checking if the spent stack is for a fortnight? Your bikini's not seen the light of day since the winter of discontent. Stop it! <laughs> Lording it all and sundry, thinking you sum it when you knout. A deluded, dried-up old witch with hot flushes and nothing but a buzzing Phillips lady shave to keep her company on a cold <laughs> I pity you, lady. <laughs> Where does that leave us? One all, I think. <laughs> yes. Best of three. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I'm going to see that woman's family. I've got to make them realise it wasn't my fault that their fat lass topped herself. <laughs> but she must have been unhinged. I mean, it can't have been easy going through life looking like ten pigs in a sack. <laughs> I won't ring the bell just yet. I'll check through the window, see if they're all right. <laughs> What's the matter, Dad? The telly hurts my eyes. <laughs> But I wouldn't show weak eyes to you, not for all the world. <laughs> I still can't believe she's gone. Oh, no, Dad. Oh, Pam, my huge great girl. <laughs> she was a gem. Christmas dinner won't be the same without her. I don't know how I'm going to get through it looking at those three empty chairs where she used to sit. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, but surely they don't blame me. If I could get my hands in that evil old cow beneath Woodall, agony up, I'll show her agony. <laughs> Don't they understand? I, I always meant well. Firm but fair. Like the Japanese. Paulie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let go of me. I was only joking. I, I just wanted to get home early. It's Christmas Eve. Why, Ross? That's what I want to know. You've got a brain in your head, not like poor Mickey here. Yeah. <laughs> You've really disappointed me, Ross. You broke the rules. Now hold him still, Mickey. No! Pass me that pen, the one with the sharp nib. <gasps> Pauline, whatever you're thinking of doing, I beg you, please, don't do it. You see, the pen, Ross, truly is mightier than the sword. <gasps> Listen, Pauline, forget that report. It was a fake. I made it all up. I'm not talking about the report. I would have wiped me little bum-bum on it. <laughs> what then? You've been working and signing on, and that is a crime. <laughs> we lose millions <gasps> a year to people like you. If you do any part-time work, you should declare it. Well, I didn't do any work. It was a joke. What are you going to do to me? What do you think I'm going to do to you? I'm going to stop your benefit. <laughs> I'm signing you off, Ross. You're a dull cheat. 
Here, that's your P45. You'll be billed for six weeks overpayment. But I haven't got a job. I've never had a job. I haven't even got the prospects of getting a job. I've, I've got nothing. Well, you know what you need, don't you, Ross? A restart course! <laughs> I'll see you here 9 o'clock January 1st, and I'm going to sit you at the front next to Mickey. <laughs> because that really puts the cat amongst the pigeons, doesn't it? Because I've got this report nowhere near ready, and I've got this specific date. Bloody hell. Anyone want another drink? Uh, no, I'm all right, thanks. Right? Oh, no, thanks, Jeff. So, I end up with this con. Oh, give it a rest, Brian. Hey? Well, can you not talk about something else? There are other things in the world to talk about, apart from work, you know. Leave him alone, Jeff. He's only telling a story. It's boring, though, ain't he, Mike? <laughs> supposed to be a festive meal, this. I'm sorry, Jeff. You know, no, got... it's not you, Brian. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, Brian. Carry on. No, it doesn't matter. No, please, Brian. Carry on. Well, I found myself at this conference waiting to deliver this report. It didn't actually exist, you it's know. Just that it... today, it's my birthday. Oh, Jeff, it's not. Oh, happy birthday, mate. It don't matter. Why I just thought I'd you tell us? Well, I have now, haven't I? Well, we should have remembered. We were here last year, weren't we? Yeah, and the year before that. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Jeff. How old are you? 43? Oh, you're older than that, aren't you, Jeff? 40. <laughs> I'm 40. Oh, you don't look it. <laughs> well, uh, many happy returns, Jeff. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. So what happened with this report then, Bri? Well, I'm sat there, you know, and Butler finishes the introductions. And I brought these hats. You don't have to wear them. No, no, uh, we will, yeah. won't we? Um, what colour do you want, Bri? Pink one? Yeah, no, it don't bother, it's daft. No, it's not. Come on, birthday boy, you put yours on. Yeah, come on. All right, well, shall I get some more drinks? Yeah, 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 you leave that to me. What are you having? Oh, I'll have the same again. Listen, Mike, Brian, I just I want to say thanks. Thanks for... Coming out with me today. That was no bother, Jeff. We were uh, coming here anyway, weren't we, mate? <laughs> I know sometimes I get mad, and recently I've, I've said a few stupid things. I can't help it, it's just the way I am, but, you know, I'm older now. You're and... only as old as the woman you feel. No, I'm serious, Mike. I've made a decision, and I'm sticking to it. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Jeff, because sometimes you can be a right psycho. Brian! <laughs> No, no, that's, uh, that's very good, Jeff. I hope nothing but the best for you. You've got your whole life ahead of you now. Yeah, life begins at 40, Jeffrey. Well, so they say, so they say. Anyway, that's me, don't I? I've said my piece, and I'm bloody parched. Get them drinks in you, I'm after the love. Um, yeah, three kingfishers, please. I can't believe he thinks we forgot. I know, poor bugger. <laughs> Fancy bringing his own hats. He's going to get the shock of his life when he goes to the plant tonight. Oh, yeah. I've got him a massive cake, yeah. loads of balloons. <laughs> I'm even going to get the choir to sing happy birthday to him. Brilliant. What's this? Oh, don't say he's brought his own bloody birthday cards as well, has he? <laughs> What's it say, Mike? I hate you, Mike. <laughs> Tell Brian I hate him too. I needed your help. You always knew I had this gun. Jeff? Jeff? Jeff! Is he dead? Of course he's dead. There's blood everywhere. Oh, God. I believe it. On his birthday as well. Oh, Jeff! Why do you have to go and do something stupid like this? To see the look on your faces. <laughs> Go on, it's my round! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
frosty wind made moon. Benjamin, what are you doing? Put that toad down. Get back! (laughs) In this house, we believe in talking through our difficulties. I really think you're overreacting. You're trying to turn me into a toad! Yes. Please, Benjamin, you wouldn't hurt a defenseless animal. Now put the toad down. Oh, shut up! I'm not going to hurt you, stupid frog! Benjamin, in this house, we do not use the F word. (laughs) Yes, you're right. It's not a frog, is it? It's a toad. And I know what kind of toad it is. That's why I'm wearing these gloves. It's a red-eyed harlequin. <gasps> yes, poisonous to the touch. Now get out of my way. I'll be forced to use it. We're going to do as he says, Harvey. <laughs> oh, Benjamin, I'm afraid you've made a little mistake. The red-eyed harlequin, native to the highland forests of Venezuela, is indeed a poisonous toad. But that's not what you've got there. I don't believe you. That's irrelevant. Now go back to your room. Please, Benjamin, do as Harvey says. No! If he's so sure this is a harlequin, make him come here and kiss it. This is no time for games, Benjamin. Kiss it! Oh, this is ridiculous. Val, kiss the toad. (laughs) Harvey! All right, all right, I shall kiss it myself. (laughs) You see, Benjamin, you were mistaken. Now, quickly, back to your room. I don't care what you say, I'm getting out of here. You are going nowhere, Benjamin. I won't allow the work of 20 years to... Harvey! Harvey! I couldn't let him go, Val. My work, the experiment. You understand? I am poisoned. Good. Taste your own medicine, you sick toad man. Now get out of my way, Auntie Val. I'm getting out of spent. Forever! Oh, Harvey, are you all right? It was a harlequin toad, Val. It is nature's revenge. (laughs) Finally hoist by my own pet toad. (laughs) Oh, what a funny old day. I wish I was back at work. I don't know what the future of Spent FM is going to be without me. Christmas on Spent FM, and this is Barry Swift. I've got Craig on the line. Hi, Craig, what's your problem? I really just rang to say how good it is to have someone like you on the air, Barry, instead of that old witch, Bernice Woodall. <laughs> so well shot of that withered old cow. She can park a broomstick somewhere else. She was never the same after that house fell on her sister. <laughs> but I can change. It's not too late. I will not be the woman I was. Anyway, if you're listening, Bernice, this is for you. From all your listeners, it's the Munchkins and Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Oh. <laughs> OK, Barbara, this is it. You look so beautiful. Yeah, don't say a word. Let's just go in there and knock them dead. Merry Christmas, everybody! Hello, boys. <laughs> Oh, my God. Who's your friend, Mr. Ingleby? She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's me, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara? You sound different. Christmas came early, thanks to Santa's little helper here. <laughs> but, hey, isn't there supposed to be a party round here? Let's have some music. Me and my lover want to dance. you have to lift me up. Hey! 
Bloody hell, I've seen everything now. Don't be filthy, Charlie. Remember what she was. People can change, can't they, Stella? <laughs> I've decided things are going to be different from now on. No more arguments. Oh, but Charlie, it's Christmas. I mean it, Stella. Whatever you say, Stella, I am not going to rise to it. I love you. Oh, Charlie. What have we come to? Jeff, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. I got you a present. Oh, Mike. Thing is, I'm married now. I can't spend all my time working here, can I? I'm going to need a right-hand man. What? I'm promoting you, Jeff. From tonight, we're equals, all right? Your management now, you can do what you like. <laughs> right, right, I will. Where's Brian? Brian? Yes, sir. You sacked. <laughs> Oh, do you know what, Stella? This is going to be the best Christmas we've ever had. I can feel it. It's going to be the last Christmas we ever have. Eh? I'm leaving you, Charlie. I can't be doing with it. But, Stella, I, I love you. <laughs> no, you don't, Charlie. You think you do, but you don't. You belong on your own. You're pathetic. <laughs> you evil bitch. <laughs> You sour-faced, mealy-mouse, scraggy-necked sow! Spend Christmas with you! Watch you sicking up eggnog and baileys and crying for no reason! No, sod off, Stella! Sod off out of my life for good! Then it really would be Christmas! Oh, Charlie, that's more like it. <laughs> Take me home, you fat pig! You can walk it, you bastard! everybody, thank you. First off, I'd like to thank Dr Chinnery for the animal display. Yes, and I'd like now to join us all with the spent choir and sing uh, the 12 Days of Christmas. Day of Christmas, my true sent to me a partridge in Oh my God, Dr Chinnery, Dr Chinnery, come quick, it's the partridge. What about it? It's escaped from the pear tree. It's flown into one of the air vents up there, look. We've got to get it out as quickly as possible. Of course, the, the end of the song will be ruined. <laughs> it's not that. That air vent connects to the reactor room. If it gets in there, we've all had it. I see. Leave it to me. Uh, I'll have to climb up onto the gantry and coax it down. Well, be careful, for God's sake. <clears throat> oh, my God, he's going to fall. <clears throat> be careful, Dr. Chitterer. The man's a lunatic. He killed one of my turds. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Don't be frightened, old girl. Just come to Dr. Chinnery. <laughs> oh. Steady, steady. Oh. Now, come on, my beauty. There we are. I've got you. Come on, then. Down we go. Oh, thank God, thank you. Oh, Reg. That was so exciting, wasn't it? There we go, Mike. Panic over. One partridge delivered safe and sound. Oh, thank you, Dr. Trinnery. You had us worried there. <laughs> now, if you could just look after her for a second, I'd just like to wash my hands. Poor little fellow was a little overexcited. <laughs> it's uh, through here, isn't it? No! Oh, dear, oh, dear. You have been listening.
listening to On the Tan with the League of Gentlemen, starring Mark Gatiss, Steve Pemberton and Reese Shearsmith, with special guest Sally Phillips. Technical presentation was by Alec Hale Monroe, Colin Guthrie and Rebecca Kirby. The broadcast assistant was Tessa Kimball. The programme was written by the cast and Jeremy Dyson. The producer was Sarah Smith. Hello, spent Merry Christmas! Why is it so quiet? You there! Boy! Look, it's snowing! That's Ash! I can't stop, I'm getting out of here! Do you know the butchers on the hog row? No, I've been chained to a radiator for three weeks. <laughs> oh, remarkable boy, an intelligent boy! Well, I want you to go to the butchers and buy the prized turkey that hangs there. No! <laughs> I'll give you 10p. I haven't got time. Now, look, son, I'm asking you to do me a favour. It's Christmas Day. I'm not interested. I just want to get away. But I'm trying to be... It's the season of good... Oh, well, sod you, then! Sod the lot of you! Christmas! Humbug! Well, that's all from the League of Gentlemen for now. 